0: Hallelujah. Come on, isn't God awesome? Yeah, we thank God. Let me say good morning to you all. It's just good to be here. It's good to be um, in the presence of the Lord. That's fine right there, yeah. Uh, I just want to say hello. God is doing some awesome things. We're excited about God. We want to prepare hearts and minds to just allow God just to move this morning and to speak to our hearts. Anybody love God this morning? I mean, sure enough, love God. If you love him, come on, put your hands together. Say he's an awesome God. Amen, yeah. Do me a favor, turn your neighbor and said, Neighbor, God is just good. Yeah, yeah, tell the other neighbor, Say, Other neighbor, God is just good. Amen. Bless the Lord. Um, hope you've been praying for Pastor Katani and I. We're going to be up here for a little bit, uh, meaning we have a few weeks to hang out here um, as we kind of go through scripture to see what God is saying. So today, uh, we're just gonna lay a little bit of foundation to set the pace for what we're gonna be doing, and allow God to be God. So, my love, my darling, my sweet, share a little bit and all that stuff. Yeah, I've been making up all week, so yeah, I gotta be. Hallelujah. Amen. We're good, guys. Good morning.
1: God. We're good. We're good. Yeah. good morning, Amen. Yeah, yeah. We want to set the atmosphere in this place because I believe that God um, has a healing word for us in this in this series that's coming up. So, just want you to just begin to pray for us because anytime. word is released of course the enemy is going to counteract and act a fool and and try and you know do whatever he can so that this word doesn't come forth but um our testimony is rich our testimony um has meaning we didn't go through what we didn't go through what we went through uh for us to hold it back and not to share so as we dig deeper into uh this series and we get further in there's going to be some really some really times where we will press against issues that have happened in our lives that will cause will you know of course bring back memories and thoughts and things so we just ask that you cover us in prayer as we bring forth this word. Um, Even pray for yourselves because you might be like what (laughs) you know it might it might hit you in some places. But we know that God has healed. Amen and God continues to heal. So this morning let us just 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 lift up your hands to the the Lord this morning and just begin to declare and decree, God, we need this word. Amen? Yeah, amen, amen. God, we want to be free, Lord. Yes,
0: Lord, yes, Lord.
1: God, we want to get back to your original design in our marriages, Lord. The purposes that you set forth for us, Father God, the blessings that you have for us in the storehouse, God, that they will be released. Father God, as we step forth in this word, Lord, and walk through it through your word, Father God, that we will be released, we will be healed, God, and we will begin the process of getting it back, taking back what is rightfully ours. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So this morning, um, the name of the series is Naked and Not Ashamed. Amen. And we're going to be just going through the Genesis passage of, of Adam and Eve and just understanding what did God mean when he created woman and man? What was the purposes of woman and man? Um, and it's not just for married people. There's great, great principles in here for everyone, for, uh, singles and married or those looking to get married, those divorced, those in relationships, those in bad relationships. We just want to walk it out. So it's going to be real. It's going to be raw. Yeah. And we're going to just, you know, do what God has called us to do. Um, so prepare your hearts this morning. We want to make sure that you, uh, get the whole series. So it's important that you try and, and attend throughout these um, this whole series and especially come out on Wednesday nights with your questions. If you have questions or thoughts, just write them down. Put them in the offering uh, boxes in the back. Uh, we, you don't have to be identified if you don't want to be identified. But if you're going through some really challenging times, um, we're here as a team uh, to, to answer those questions that you may have. Yeah. So we're going to... Um, Begin. Before you, before
0: you go, let me just say a couple of things. Um, uh, uh, we mean that for the depths of our heart. If, if the next few weeks is going to be real informal on Sunday morning, so be okay with that. You guys okay with that? Just we're just going to share from our heart. But those questions that um, Pastor Tony mentioned, we really mean that. If, we really mean that. If if you have something that's pressing, um, don't hesitate to write that down, drop it in an offering plate. And depending on what it is, if we feel it's helpful for the body, we might even address it on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're still praying through Wednesday night to make that practical. And we're probably going to bring some additional help to kind of talk through on Wednesdays to help you put legs to some of the things that we're going to share. So we're just going to allow God to be God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Can I ask the first question? Are you just ready to go? You ready to Either go, way. huh? Yeah, just go for it then.
1: Now, I just want to say, yeah. you know, in relationships, nobody, there's just nobody in here that has a per- perfect relationship. And our relationship is not perfect in any way, shape, form, or fashion, but we have just understood some principles that help us make it through those pitfalls and make us through those potholes in life. And so as we're speaking, we're speaking from experience, and we want you all to know that we love you. <laughs> um, a lot of times, sometimes I'm very raw. If you and don't really know me that. on a personal <laughs> level, I can get real raw about it. But yeah. it's, that's what took God to get my attention. He had yeah. to just come to me raw and, you know, just slap me upside the head and say, okay, this is what it is. So um, I had a young lady once tell me that, you know, I don't need to know your business like that. And I said, well, then you might not want to listen because this is where God has brought me from. And yeah. I'm not here to sugarcoat it. I want people to be healed. I want people to be restored. Yeah. I yeah. want people to know yeah. that, yeah, yeah, I fell. We fell. Yeah. So what? I yeah, mean, yeah. we all fall. We're all sinners. Nellie says, butt naked on the bathroom floor. Yeah. Y'all remember that song? Yeah, That was me. Yeah. Okay? So we have issues. We have things that we go through, but God forgives us. God and heals. so we want to just look at these passages, look at his grace, look at his provision and look how he redeemed us yeah. amen
0: so let me ask you and then we're going to talk through the text um what's marriage and and answer that by saying what does transparency in a marital relation look like cuz that's what we want to really we're going to end up so what's a marriage to you how long we've we been married you don't even know do 36
1: you? years oh wow
0: good good well, good that's a long time almost almost yeah, yeah that's a long time <laughs> yeah. yeah 36 yeah. years yeah, yeah. Um, so what's a marriage to you yeah
1: so marriage um, and i'm going to keep it on the biblical turn, it's uh, a union between a man and a woman um, that God designed, and it is uh, to bring two people together, to procreate, to live together in harmony, uh, to have dominion over their life, over their situations, and and to just grow in him.
0: So why did you marry me?
1: I married you because... (laughs) I got to (laughs) be... (laughs)
0: <laughs> there it is. That's the problem right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I married you because, um, let me just back up. As a teenager, <laughs> you know, as a young as a young child, I never, um, I always knew I would be in ministry. I, I, I recognized a call on my life early. Um, and so growing up, I just knew I would be a pastor's wife. I just knew I would be in ministry. So um, I never really dated. You know, I would hang out with friends and stuff like that, but I never really dated. I wasn't like searching for a boyfriend. All my girlfriends had boyfriends, and, you know, if I would go out, I would always be the third leg, which was fine with me. So I wasn't really looking for anyone because I knew that God had him. I knew that when he came, you know, he would be there, and I've seen friends commit suicide in, in high school over a man, over a boy, and, you know, I saw people getting pregnant, and I was like, I don't want no part of that. I don't, want, I don't want that. I want to preserve myself, and I want to be uh, connected to the person that God called me for. So I wasn't yeah. I wasn't looking. So then when I met Felix, my roommate, my then college roommate. you started
0: roommate, looking, huh, once you met me? Yeah, I started looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so my college roommate had told me for months, there's this guy I want you to meet. And, I mean, she would just hound me and hound me about meeting him. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know. Um, and so then one day we met, and that was it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I knew it, I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You was waiting for me, girl. I you mean. know it, yeah. <laughs> So ladies, say this. Say, men, listen. No, y'all say that a lot. Come on, say, men, listen. Yeah, so we're going to talk. We're going to talk. We're going to begin here. And what we're doing is just laying some foundation for the upcoming weeks, okay? Uh, Next week, we'll start to flesh out some of what we're sharing today. And then the following week... And you're going to even hear more about that. But then we're going to lay something that we're going to be building on and some of the principles that we're going to share today. is going to be strictly biblical, but you're going to hear them relived over and over and over again throughout the entirety of the series. And then it's going to begin the process of making sense. So for us to talk about relationships and marriage is very, very important that we look, first of all, in the book of Genesis chapter 2. So grab your Bibles. And go to the book of Genesis chapter 2. Let's lay some foundational things that we're going to talk through to see what God is saying and how God did what he did, the beginning of relations, relationship, all of that good stuff. And then we're going to talk through it uh, to allow God to be God in our midst. So Genesis chapter 2, jump down to verses 4. We're going to deal with chapter 2 in its entirety as much as time allows us this morning. Um, if we don't finish it, we'll come back at it and talk about it again. So, Pastor Katani, let me have you, um, if you don't mind reading um, verses 4, and I'll tell you where to pause. Yeah, we'll do it the Kojic way. So, we'll say, reading, and I'll stop. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll do it the Kojic way. Yeah. These are the generations. Oh, Lord of Jesus. Got, like, <laughs> my wife has issues. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. These <laughs> are the generations of heaven and earth. When they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. With no bush on the field was yet in the land, and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up. Yeah. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the land, and there was no man to work the ground.
0: Keep going, yeah.
1: And a mist was go- going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed the man of the dust from the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden, in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made it spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food.
0: Okay, stop there, yeah. Now let me just lay this foundation. Very, very important for you to hear this as we walk through this. Most of us, when we read that Genesis account, specifically chapter one, and we hear that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and then we read how on the first day God did this, and then the second day God did that. Then on the third day, He did so and so. We we read that quite well. Um, and then when we, we combine that with Genesis chapter 2, where chapter 2 fleshes out the details of God's creative process, I think I'm comfortable in saying that most of us make the mistake of believing or conceptualizing or even visualizing that before man came on the scene, the earth was green and lush and full with plants and all that good stuff, and it was just waiting for man to come on, on the ground. Most of us have that picture of this green earth absent man. But I want to reverse that for a little while to begin the process of laying this foundational principle down is that you need to know with me, even after God created the earth and did everything he did on it, before God created man, earth was still a barren place. Okay, lock into that. Very, very important. It was a barren place, meaning I'm just going to paint a picture for you brown, round ball with probably animals roaming and all that good stuff happening, but nothing green on the earth by way of plant life, by way of any of that stuff. So visualize with me that, okay? Why are you saying that, preacher? If you listen carefully to what Katani just read, look with me um, verse 5. Uh, it says, when no, bu- uh, when no bush of the field was yet on the land, you see that? No small plant of the field had yet sprung up. And here's the reason, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the land, and lock into this next phrase, and there was no man to work the ground. Okay, you see that? So he created the earth, he did all that stuff, and, and don't read man in the, the um, masculine gender. This phrase man means humankind did not yet exist. You guys are all right with me, okay? So God withheld production. He withheld stuff blooming until humans came on the scene. Okay, everybody okay with that? Right? So then notice the next thing that Pastor Kay said. And then jump in when you're ready, Pastor Katana. Note what he says. This is how God did what he did. Verse 6, a mist was going up from the land, watering the whole face of the earth. And then verse 7 says... Then the Lord God formed, and in my translation, it has the article in front of it, the man, which means that God begin, began the creation or allowing things to happen on the earth when the male man showed up on the scene. Okay? So the male was first. Come on, say the male was first. The male was first. Y'all gotta say it again. Say the male was first. Don't get hung up on that, feminists. Don't get hung up on that, people that are saying, I don't need no man. Don't get hung up on that yet, okay? We'll come back to the woman thing. But I need to lay a foundational principle that the male was first, okay? And notice what God did. It says, then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground, and God breathed into his nostrils a breath of life. And then the translation says, the man, once again the male, became a living creature, Okay? Now, watch this. The moment man became the living creature, the next verse says, then God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And look at the other part. Look at that part, verse 9. And then it says, once he put the man in the garden, then look at the principle of verse 9. Then out of the ground, the God formed um, God, What's it said? The Lord God made to spring up from every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. Okay? Important principle. Important principle. This is good because I asked you this yesterday and you didn't like the question, so I'm going to ask you again anyway. All right. Okay. So, so she didn't like it. She says, don't ask me that. I said, yeah, well." Um, so here's the deal. Okay. Don't fool yourself, men, into thinking that we have to work because of sin. Yeah, that's right. Brothers are quiet. Explain that. Okay, good, good. Patrick said, explain that. God created the heaven and God created the earth, okay? And then He allowed nothing to grow on the face of the earth, nothing. Then, without sin, still Genesis beginning one, He plants a garden and in the planting of the garden, He releases principles into the atmospheric ram. Seeds are gonna bear after its kind, all kinds of stuff gonna happen, but nothing happened. Then He took the man He created. And he put him in the garden. And listen to what he said to the man. Hook it up. Yeah. And the moment he put God the man there to work it, then everything starts to grow. Mm -hmm. Listen to the principle. God was responsible for the rain. Man had no control over the rain. Man was responsible to work the ground. And there was no sin. So for those of us that think we can go to heaven and sit down and do nothing, So there's a principle of work there. There's a principle of work there for the foundation. Here's what I asked my wife yesterday. How do you feel about men that don't want to work and just want to find a woman to take care of them? <laughs> their brothers are like, watch it, watch it. I didn't did ask her that, right? right let's, let's talk about it. Can we talk, y'all? How do you feel? Because Women, please do not get offended. Please do not get offended. We're here to learn. I'm going to help you with some biblical principle. Because some of us, well, some females can be so desperate that we'll settle for anything. And then after we get the thing, we want to pray for God to fix the thing. And there's a principle that's, that's out there up front that says, if the thing ain't doing what I created to do, don't mess with it. Brothers, I love y'all. All right, we good. We I mean, come on. We gotta stay good. We gotta stay good. I want. So I wanted to ask her, how do you feel about us? She's like, you can't say that. That's gonna offend the men. I'm like, the men are big. They can handle it. Yeah. All these men in here got jobs. Okay, I ain't worried I got about the holy these.
1: Version. It's the brothers
0: out there that I'm worried about. Yeah, yeah. So I
1: have the holy version of that. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so when you look at um, as as we've read, God has a divine order yeah. in which in which He works through. And in this divine order um, he brought he created man first, yeah. uh, and he put man on this earth to work. He gave man everything he needed, everything was provided for for man. He said, "You know, you have dominion over this, this yeah. is yours you know yeah. you you create you get in there and and you you do what you need to do so man had had God had given man uh, everything that he needed, and I believe that a man that does not realize that he has to work in order for the mist and the rain to come. Yeah. It's yeah. just, he's just out of order. He's, he's, yeah. he's lost because the principle is yeah. there's this, this place. And for Adam, it was a garden for you. Yeah. It might be IBM or Raytheon or wherever yeah. you work, yeah. but God provides a place for you to work. But if you do not allow God to water it, it's gonna to continue to be dry. There will be no growth in, in anything that you're doing. Um, and you will you will till the soil, you will do everything you can, but the fruitfulness comes when you are obedient to the order of God. Yeah. And so, man, the order of God is that you are the head provider.
0: Yeah.
1: Even in even if you're single and if you're married, God created you to work, God created you to till the ground. Yeah.
0: Okay, good, good. Y'all all right with that? You guys all right with that? Yeah, very, very important. If, if I stop working, what's going to happen? Oh, no, that ain't going
1: to happen. <laughs> yeah. No, everybody. Wow. Wow. That
0: ain't going to happen. <laughs> nope. I remember one time. I remember when we first you got, got married. You I lost, you. I lost my job. job. I did. I lost my job. And I was so afraid to go home, y'all. I'm telling you, I was afraid to go home. I sat in the car in the driveway like... Lord, how am I going go in this house? And I went in, Katani. I lost my job. I got fired, and she's like, "What? No, you better go back there and tell him to hire you again." Man, she just lost the I was it.
1: pregnant and on maternity leave. <laughs> yeah, you I was were like, pregnant. Oh, no, this, right. is not, this is not gonna work. Yeah,
0: that was hilarious. <laughs> so he was at a, a TV
1: repair shop. He was doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I tell you what.
0: Every morning, I got <laughs> up and went and did some. That's right. <laughs> I did something. So that's a very, very important principle is that, that, that God, God does his part, right? Mm-hmm. And then now male, and this is very, very important foundationally. And please hear, we're not saying anything about women working. We're not saying that. The two comes together. We'll talk about that in a little while. But it's important that the foundation understand his role as it relates to God order. So there's a basic principle there that says it's difficult for the house to be completely blessed if the foundation is out of order. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a principle there that it's hard for the house to be blessed if the foundation is out of order. Because look at, look, at, look, at verse, um, look at verse 15. This is very, very important. Then the Lord took the man, put him in the garden of Eden, and then there's two words, to work it and to keep it, right? Now, those two words are very, very important because hear this out. The man, God gave the man this instruction, but the woman was not on the scene. Okay, I say this all the time, and the way I kind of say it when I do weddings is that if the house needed to be clean, it wasn't the woman's job, it was the man's job, because she didn't exist, right? If the food needed to be cooked, if the dishes needed to be washed, whatever needed to be done in the home, it was the man's job because the woman was not on the scene. Now watch this very, very important principle here in the text. The man's job in verse 15 was to work it, and to keep it. Those two words are very, very critical in Hebrew. The word work means to serve, right? So I'm placing you, man, in the garden to serve the needs of the garden, okay? So anything that needs to happen in that garden, man, you are responsible for it. The second word, keep. This is very, very important because we're going to see this flesh out next week. Not only are you supposed to serve it, the Hebrew word behind keep means you are to protect it. Very, very important statement, okay? So, man, you serve it, make sure all the needs are taken care of. That's why you look so good, because I serve you well, That's and you know right. I do. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, who, who your daddy is, girl. Yeah, there you go. You get that, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, pray for us, yeah. She know it. She know who her daddy is. Amen, yeah. I do my job. Jesus
1: is my daddy. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and so, but protection is very, very important, right? Men, 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 hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Because of our assignment, nothing unauthorized ought to enter your home. Okay? Now you'll understand why. When something goes wrong, even though she may have done it, God's going to show up to you and ask you what happened. Mm -hmm. Sisters, y'all should be talking about amen right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very important. And we're going to see this next week. We're going to see this in the next couple of weeks when we get to chapter 3. So come on, say serve and protect, fellas. Serve and protect. Come on, say it again. Say serve and protect. Very, very important. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah. You
1: know, um, just... For the men, I mean, we're talking about the garden, but you need to make sure you're applying this in your life. Why why can't I get, why am I not progressing? Why am I stuck in this job? How come I I haven't been promoted? You know, what are the things that has your your garden so dry? Why are you in a desert place? Um, And throughout this week, just start, you know, just confessing, God, I need you to water this. What am I doing wrong? And begin to just... You know, it's not going to happen overnight like like next week you ain't going to come in and everything's going to be together because it took you a minute to get to that place. I think that society has so, sin has so um, perpetrated um, into our lives that we don't look to God to fix it. You know, we look to try and fix it ourselves. You know, well, I'll just go get a better job or I'll go, go do this and I'll go do that. But if you are not worshiping God, if you, are, if you do yeah. not have God on the forefront, you're going to continue to be in a dry place. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it, it's it's the order that God said, yeah. I will give you, I will bless you, yeah. but you've got to engage me in it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now notice this, notice this, along the line um, of women not being on the scene, verse 16 is very, very important. Okay, we have another job, men. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, you may surely eat of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the first day you eat of it you shall surely die, okay? Second thing real quick about God and man. Please notice that the Lord now is telling the man what specifically he's supposed to protect in the garden. Don't miss that, okay? So God's saying to the man, there's this tree that I place in the middle of the garden, right? And he's a tree of of, of, of the knowledge of good and evil. And so in your serving and in your protecting, make sure you protect every person from this. Okay, and he gave man the instruction. So here's the other principle. Anybody who enters the garden that knows anything about this tree, guess where they would have heard it from?
1: Should have heard it from Adam. Mm-hmm.
0: Come on, y'all talk to me, right? They should have heard it. Very, very important principle because we're going to see in a couple of weeks, next week you're going to see another man coming into Adam's house. We're going to talk like that. Yeah, and that other man is approaching um, Adam's woman. Ain't nobody stepping to you, girl. They got to come through me. If you want to compliment her, you better compliment me first. Got to go But you see the protective principle, right? And and we're going to talk about that. You don't want to miss that. That's going to be very, very helpful for where we're going to go. So he had responsibility to protect, and then the Lord said this to him, gave him instructions. Now repeat these words, because I want to use these maybe two weeks from now. Say first order reality.
1: First order reality. Say it
0: again. Say first order reality.
1: First order reality. Let me tell you what
0: that means. Truth as spoken directly from God's mouth to Adam's ears. That's very important. So if anybody knew truth as it relates to what God wanted said, it came to Adam, and he had a responsibility to communicate that same truth to any resident that would ever occupy the garden. Does that make sense? Okay? So he had the first order reality. So read the next verse, and then let's talk about that. This is important, yeah. Verse um, 18, read 18, yeah.
1: Then the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him.
0: Yeah. So, so let me ask some questions. Notice who observed that Adam was alone. Talk to me, y'all. Who was it? God. Come on. Who, who was it? Adam played no role in this. Adam was happy-go-lucky. Just him and God. What you laughing at? He he was happy. He was happy. Yeah, he was good, yeah. And then God made the observation. This is very, very important. God made the observation that Adam was alone. And let me put this out here real quick um, as we kind of talk about couples, because this is where it starts to get heavy, is that God's initial design for Adam was not that he be by himself. Yeah. Right? Because when you read chapter 1... Everything he created, male and female, created he them. Then he gets to this brother by the name of Adam, and it says now he's made in isolation, but Adam is so focused on his relationship with God or his assignment or what he's doing, he doesn't even notice his aloneness. You guys are tracking with me, okay? So, so God noticed that about him. Let me, let me, let me, let me just hit. say, you know, in, yeah. that,
1: in that passage, um, when God, when Adam was by himself, I believe that that was the mentoring process that was a relational process that God was giving him. He was he was teaching Adam everything that he needed to know. Uh, he knew about relationship with God. He knew everything that God had poured into him prior to him bringing woman on the scene. So Adam was Adam was fine by himself. Yeah. man, you, you 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 can do it. <laughs> you can do it. I mean, no, we can't. You can do it up to a point because when you first build your relationship with God, your yeah. foundation is solid. Yeah. And when you have a solid foundation, then you can bring the woman into the midst of it because yeah. that's when you're going to have to tap into what you previously learned yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or what you were previously taught. That's when you can tap into those times of, of, of knowledge from God.
0: Yeah, Adam's, uh, this is free, Adam's idle time was outside of work, right? And that's when God noticed this. Now watch this. Um, Let me have you read, Tani, 18. Read 18 all the way to, just keep reading. I'll tell you where to stop. Yeah, yeah.
1: Then the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground the Lord had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them and whatever he called every living creature that was its name the man the, the man gave names to all of livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field but for adam there was not found a helper for him so the lord god caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man and while he slept he took one of his ribs and closed it up in this place, in the place with his flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken out of man.
0: Okay, pause, 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 pause. Church, talk to me. Um... Who made the woman for the man? I know this is elementary, but just talk to me for a while. Okay, good, good, good. Now, fellas, this is very, very important. And people, this is important. Adam didn't say, God, I want her to look like this. Mm -hmm. She got to have, well, I like them dark, so dark skin (laughs) and long hair 36, 24, 58. Oh,
1: well. You, know, um, <laughs> you didn't get that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all pray for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean done by that. All right, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. But, but notice this, notice this, notice this, notice this, notice this. He had no input. This is important in what she looked like. God assessed the need... And God provided the solution, and then God brought the solution to Adam. That's very, very important. Let me tell you why that's important. We've, so strayed, we've strayed so far away from praying to God to provide a mate that in our mind, we know what we want the mate to look like. And the reason we can't find him or her yet is because we haven't found the person that meets our human descriptive. God might have something completely different. But because of what we see and what we want and what we like, mm-hmm. we miss what God wants to provide. Yeah. That's a very, very important principle. Very, very important principle. So, so he, here's the, the, the thing with finding a mate. It's not so much us looking. It's God providing. Right? Mm-hmm. So when we encounter people, it ought to be, Lord, is this the one or is this what you're sending me versus, mm. no, see, come y'all, come on. That's what we do, right? And so here's what we do. we somebody set you up with a blind date, girl, park your car way out there and then have him stand up. And if you see me drive off, that I mean, that wasn't him, you know? <laughs> And we do things like that, right? Versus allowing God to meet the need. Now, please understand: in relationships, it's about God, not about us. Okay? God recognized the need, and God created this entity and brought her to the man. Okay? Does that make sense? Very, very important. You think you think God made you for me, or made me for you? What do you think? Most yeah?
1: definitely.
0: Oh, I like yeah, that. Oh, definitely. girl, talk, talk. You know, mama, when talk. when you
1: are looking for your spouse and we'll get into this a little more yeah. you know because we got the the online dating this and that you yeah. know and you you checking them out you checking the profile out and you know a lot of times when we're looking for a mate you know because of of our ability to see think we, we, we look for something that pleases our eyes we look for something that we have you know thought of uh, or whatever you know we, we're looking for those looking for those uh, physical Features and a lot of times God might not—it might not be who you think it is. Yeah. You know, we yeah. want the Rock, but God might—God might have Pee Wee Herman, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and you get married to the Rock, and he treats you like crap when Pee Wee Herman was there to bless you and everything that you have and and take you to the level that you need. So it's not always—it's not always in the physical, amen. <laughs> You know, some of y'all looking for Beyonce and you you got something else. Yeah. Are you are, are, you know, so you have to be sensitive to what God wants because God brought Eve to Adam. He had yeah. no prevision of her, he had no recognition of her. So when you're when you're dating, when you're in the dating process or you're looking for a mate, be open. Yeah. Because you I I've seen friends pass by good men. I mean, He might have not been everything that they wanted right at that time, but I have seen friends and I have seen brothers that have just elevated in their careers, are doing a fantastic job, got great families, and they passed it up because it didn't meet their criteria. Yeah,
0: yeah. So let me say this, women. This is is an encouragement for the woman because this helped me a lot to respect my wife completely differently. So here's what the text says. God said, um, I'm going to make a helper suitable for Adam. And then when you read the text, you'll notice that it says here, let me not mess this up. It says here, where is that? Um, verse 19, out of the ground, God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heaven and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. Very, very important principle. So here's God and Adam. Let's get this straight up front, Adam, Okay. God created all the creatures. And this is heavy because I don't know how long this took because this kind of took me back to the ark where Adam had to bring two of, of right. every kind or seven of every kind no. to the ark. You, no. you, Noah, thank you. Thank you with Noah. So you got to see this. you got to see this. Okay, all y'all in creation, line up. This is, this is hilarious, but it's the truth. And God had Adam sit there. And then the giraffe walks by. And then Adam calls him giraffe. And he keeps going, Okay. The lion comes by. Adam says, Lion. And he keeps going on and on and on and on until every single created creature had passed by. Then at the end of that, listen what the text says no suitable helper was found for Adam. That's heavy. That's heavy, okay? And so here's what God did. Here's what God did. Understand with me, the text says, Adam gave names. Adam gave names. Adam gave names. Adam gave names. And he named every single, single thing that was passing by him. Then, then when it says there's no suitable helper, listen to what God did. God called him, caused him to fall asleep. And then it says, um, I don't like the translation, God took a rib. I prefer to use the phrase God from his side, okay? I like that Hebrew translation a lot better from that Hebrew word. Which means that he didn't take somebody from the top of his head or from the sole of his feet or from behind him or from in front of him. I like the concept of a paraclete. God took something from beside him and brought it to him. Okay, very, very important. But the, the idea was a helper. And this is what helped makes me appreciate my wife more than anything else. Most of us have fooled ourselves into thinking that by virtue of the fact that a woman is female, she's weaker than the male. Okay. Now, I'm not talking physical. I'm not talking all that good stuff, okay? But here's a concept of a helper in God's mind when he made the woman. Let me give you some biblical references first, and then we're going to talk about this. God refers to himself as Israel's helper. Mm-hmm. So whenever Israel's in trouble, God shows up. You, you kind of get where I'm going, Right. There was a problem that God needed to provide a solution for, and so he brings this helper. And here's what the helper says directly in front of, but opposite from. Okay? Meaning that there's equality, but there might be some differences. Physical differences. You kind of get where I'm going. Okay? The brains are the same. Oh, y'all don't wanna hear this. Eyes are the same, ears but there's some differences. You kind of get where I'm going, okay?
1: Sexual orientation is different. Leave that alone, leave that alone. We got kids in here, (laughs) yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) There's some differences, I know, I know. (laughs) There's some differences, there's some differences, but they're equal, very, very important, meaning that there's nothing in me that causes me to fool myself into thinking that I'm stronger than her, or that that I should rule and she should follow. I don't know where we get that from. That's not in Genesis. It's not in Genesis, okay? Because man was doing everything, but there was a missing element, and then God created this Help her, and he brings her. Now lock into this, because remember, Adam is still sitting there naming animals, right? He's naming animals. And then God says, fall back, sleep. God brings, he says, I got, I almost said an animal. I got one more thing to bring to you. One more thing. Okay. Almost, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. know. And then he brings this thing. And here's how Adam names the thing. This is the name he gave it. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, she shall be called, and he uses this interesting word, Isha, because she came from Ish. Not she's going to be called female because she came from male. She shall be called Isha because she came from ish. Okay, meaning, 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 meaning. There is a, another male that looks like me, just has different parts, and we can work this out together. But she plays an important role because the reason God brought her to me, there was a missing part of me where I was incomplete without her, and this entity now makes me whole. I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. I'm, I'm going to show you this in a little while. Don't fool yourself into thinking you're complete because you're single. I'm going to show you that in a little while. Then we're going to stop. I know it's a lot. I know it's a lot. it's a lot. This woman makes me whole. So here's how we say better half, right? That's best half. I need her. Because I couldn't do everything God wanted me to do without her. So I dare not demean her. I dare not tell a woman, go in your place, because her place is to be my strength. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish I had so
1: mm-hmm.
0: God is Israel's helper, their strength, right? So she provides strength. She provides balance. She provides wholeness. And then look at what happened. Look at what happened. Look at what happened in the text. This is going to set this up, and then we're going to let you wrap this up. This, at last, is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. Okay, very, very important concept. When we read that, don't think so much in the fraternal sense or the familial sense that now we're family, okay? Biblically, whenever a person talks about bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, we're talking covenantal relationship, okay? So here's what happens. The first marriage is taking place, and Adam now is cutting covenant in the presence of God, with this person that God just brought him. I'm going to enter into covenant with her, bone for bone, flesh for flesh. Okay? And then look at what the text says. It says here, um, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Let me read this last one, then we're going to stop. Therefore, a man shall leave his mother and father and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become what? One flesh. They shall become what? Come on, Adam was already one flesh. Mm -hmm. Interesting. 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 Okay? I know this statement is going to mess you up because men are going to think sexual, and I don't want you to think sexual because you're going to flesh it out in a little while. The woman came on the scene to fix the problem of aloneness in man. And aloneness for man at that time was not sexual. You guys are looking at me like, what in the That's world? <laughs> what else am I supposed to do with my wife? <laughs> you kind of get where I'm going? She came to fix a problem in man. She came to fix a problem in man that he didn't even know he had. God recognizes. Now look how society has perverted this, right? Mm-hmm. We get the principle of woman coming to fix a loneliness. And society now defines what aloneness is. So here's the TV commercial, Men. You're feeling alone. Dial 1 800. Talk to me now. (laughs) Come on, y'all, let's be honest. And then here's what we do we dial 1 800. Is this Eve? (laughs) And then when you hang up the phone with Eve, you're still feeling, yeah, you get it, you get it. It's not a satisfaction because it's not a void that God intended. And so society plays on it like crazy with all this pornography and all this crazy going along because we now have forgotten what alone really means and we don't understand the purpose of the woman so we allow culture to pervert it for us and we fall prey to it, male and female. Come on, y'all. Does this make sense? okay you kind of she was there to help him say something and i'm gonna stop and get this yet. so Let's,
1: i just had a, a thought while he was yeah. talking so when god before god well before creation he said let us make man in our own image in our own likeness and i think about the trinity the god the father god the son god the holy spirit and when he created adam that was a union that was god and man and when he brought Eve onto the scene, that was the third, that was the trinity. So we have God,
0: yeah, we have yeah.
1: man, yeah. and we have woman. And God, what God was creating is his image, a trinity yeah. In, yeah. in the creation of man. Yeah. That yeah. just came to my nice. thoughts.
0: Nice. So notice the text. It says the man will leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife. So come on, say leave and cleave. And Understand the just-cut covenant, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And look at the following thing. Okay, you can't hold covenant, Adam, with two women. Yeah. So you got to let one go. And listen to God. I don't even care if she's your mama.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> right? Leave, cut, you, you, you've just cut covenant, bone of my bone, with this new person that i brought you. So I know you don't have a mama, Adam, but or Eve, but, but you've got to leave, which means you've got to sever that covenantal relationship with her and uphold this covenant, okay? So there's a very uh, the principle here that, that I, I tell you, I, I just, her, bless her heart, her mom has gone on. When Katani and I were going through some nightmares and just ugly, ugly, Ugly stuff. One year into our marital relationship, she packed her bags and went home. You heard me say this before, right? And I'm like, dang, was I that bad? And then she went home. Mama, I'm coming back home. My mama said, no, you ain't. (laughs) (laughs) You done cut me off. (laughs) So guess where you're going? And her mom upheld our covenant. Mm -hmm. And we're alive and married today because her mom understood the Bible. Oh, come on, y'all. Come on, come on, come on, come on. on. She understood what was happening in Genesis. And so she said to her, go uphold your covenant, and I will undergird and help you guys through your difficulties. Here's what some parents, girl, you better leave him. See how I left mine? (laughs) And you're still single 50 years later, right? right. (laughs) And want your daughter to do the same thing or men to do the same thing. Do what God says. Teach the kids. Train up a child in the way they should go. So when, even though I've blown it, so here's our commitment with, with, um, with who's John, Gerald and Ashley and Veronica and Lorenzo mm-hmm. is we are standing beside them as ugly as it gets, as ugly as it is to undergird them, to support their marriage, to mm-hmm. make sure they have strong, healthy relationship because Gerald's married to Ashley first and Veronica's married to Lorenzo first. So we are their biggest cheerleader, mm-hmm. yeah. as ugly and as tough as it may get for those young people. We are their biggest cheerleader. You kind of get where I'm going with that, right? Okay. So now look at the last part, then we're going to stop. Because this is a series title. Um, it says here, um, they became one flesh, verse 25, and the man and the woman were both naked and they were not ashamed. That's where we're going to hang out for the rest of the week because yeah. that's the series title. Transparency. Yeah. yeah. What's the pin to my debit card?
1: I know what it is. You want me to say that loud? <laughs> they ain't got my debit card. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know what it
0: is. What's the pin to my. I know
1: all of your codes.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, we
1: are very transparent. And when we got, first got married. Well, you they got didn't Don't have, go there. Hey, leave they that alone. You know. um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They
0: didn't yeah, have yeah, all
1: yeah. that when we yeah, first yeah, got married. Yeah. You know, iPads and all that. We had, yeah. you know. What's, the, what's the security
0: code to my email?
1: I know all of you. I know all of his, and he knows all of mine.
0: Every email address. Yeah. And she can access it, and I can access hers. I know mm-hmm. all her passwords. And it's worse than that. Uh, I mean,. Our kids, yeah, our, kids know our kids knows all our security codes, email addresses. Some of the brothers are like, please, I guess I ain't coming back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the point is this.
1: Because we're one flesh.
0: One flesh and transparency keeps the oneness. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. Right. Remember with me, uh, here's the first time you're going to hear it, you're going to hear it again. My job is to protect my house. So she needs to know what's in the house at all points in time for me to be a good protector. I can't be hiding nothing foreign because I'm not instructed to protect anything foreign. You kind of get what I'm saying? And if I'm going to be a good protector, I need all the help I can get from all my family members to help me be a good, I wish I had somebody in here, protector, okay. So from here on out, we're going to flesh this out because we're going to show you a story next week that you don't want to miss. Genesis chapter 3, you're going to hear it like you've never heard it before. What happened there and how that transparency, naked and not ashamed, helped them make it through the most difficult time in their life. We're going to talk about that. Share anything you want then we're going to wrap this up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just, just you know, uh, just this week as you're praying and, and, you know, maybe you heard something that, that you uh, didn't really um, understand or consider. But just begin to ask God, you know, Father, just, just put a mist in, in my spirit. Yeah, yeah. You know, awaken us to what God wants us, uh, how God created us to be. Um, yeah. One of the things I don't want anyone to be is, is ashamed. I mean, don't be ashamed if your marriage is a wreck, if your relationships are a wreck, if you've been to three or four husbands, three or four wives, it's Okay. Yeah. Because we serve a God that restores. We serve yeah. a God that yeah. that gives yeah. us an opportunity to try yeah. again. Yeah. We, we serve yeah. a God that says, come and allow me to water your ground. Yeah. Come and allow me to give you order in your life so that he can remove the chaos. So as, as we walk through this series, we want you to just really just take it and take it home with you yeah. and just begin to ask God, how do I fix it? Because that was that's what I did in our marriage. It was like it had gotten so out of control. I mean, yeah. it was yeah. passed out of control. Um, and there was nothing I could do to fix it. There was nothing I could say. It just, you know, there were these little temporary, oh, we're having a good day, we're having a good few months, and then it would always revert back to where it was. Um, and until I understood that my Father in Heaven is the one that, the only one that could fix it, and when I became, began to worship him and began to just shut my mind down off of the pain, yeah. off of the hurt, yeah. that's when the healing came because I was I was working in a dry place, and yeah. I was living in a dry place. Yeah. I would get up in the morning and cook my dry place some eggs. What are we going to do today? Because, you know, we I stayed there. I mean, I lived there for years in that dry place, um, and I don't want you all to have to go through that. Yeah. That there is a God that can heal, there is a God that can restore you, yeah. but it, be, it starts with a relationship with Him. He was, He was, He had become, He had become my God at one point, and I had to remove Him yeah. and seek God. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Let's pray. Come on, Put, uh, if you're sitting next to your spouse, grab their hands just right where you are. Um, let's just pray. If you're sitting by yourself, it's okay. Let's just pray. Here's a prayer. Here's a prayer. Lord, Lord. Thank you for your word. Men, I'm praying that you would say, Lord, restore me to my foundation. And then if you're here with your spouse, I'm praying that you would see your spouse as equal. As a person that God sent to you to help you. And not less than, we'll flesh out even more. And singles, I'm saying if you're here, you're praying that, that you know God has caused a deep sleep in somebody and there's something created for you. Lord, bring to me what you have for me. That's the prayer. That's the prayer. Not so much me go out and look, but Lord, you bring to me. And pray that the Lord restores. God, you are creating, creating God. God of creation. Thank you for your word. Thank you for marriages. Thank you for families. Thank you for what you're doing here. As we walk through this book of Genesis and this narrative account, there's some important principles that we're learning. So God, teaches grow us, mold us, make us to be who you would have us to be. We thank you for the richness of your word, God. So as we share, again, second service, replenish, Lord, and as we come on Wednesday to talk about this or engage, I'm praying that you just bless this place with a spirit of transparency so family can behold. families can behold. We want to strengthen families, God. We want you to get the glory of what Restoration Christian Fellowship is doing here in this corner, God. So bless. May your word resonate with every person here. We give it all to you. In your name we pray and thank you. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God a hand praise praise.